Roll it. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, the place for church, tech, creativity, and all things awesome. It's time for Church Tech. So, Jeremy, what um, what, what are we talking to John about? Um, I wasn't part of the Ali conversation. Oh. Al- Allison told me we were winging it. Okay. <laughs> she knows her father. <laughs> We're winging it. John, what do you want to talk about? What does the Johnny W. want to talk about? Well, I had mentioned to her that uh, our church is going through the process of purchasing a, a new AV equipment and the adventure of that. And so so we've, we've pretty much been, as far as on the, on the audio side, everything has been analog. So we're switching yeah. over to digital. Ooh. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about this. It was it was funny because uh, the whole process started while I was still kind of recovering, and my and my pastor come, I'm I'm an elder at the church. And my pastor comes up to me and says, "We're going to purchase new AV equipment." I'm like, "What?" He goes, <laughs> "He said, yeah, the soundboard's been freaking out on us because I hadn't been to church in like you know at the time I hadn't been in like three weeks, you know." So so he's like, "Yeah, it's been it's you know we've had problems with it, and we've got I mean our board it's a sixteen channel board. One of the channels is dead." Uh, and the other ones are kind of going in and out and, and we're maxed out on it. So, wow. So it's a class, it's so. a, it's a classic church board situation. Yeah. And so was it really, was it really going out or it just had finally somebody there that wasn't willing to duct tape it? No, it, it's really going out. It's got a, it's got a, a hum. We haven't been able to get out of it, um, for, for years, uh, <laughs> recording the sermons. And I mean, you, you don't, you don't hear it. You don't hear it. Uh, in the service, but you hear it. Oh, but you hear it on the recordings. You know, no, you block yeah. it from your. Yeah. No, you're, you're blocking it from. You're you're in denial. That's okay. Let's let's all let's right. let's all quit right. let, letting all the good stuff out and let's get started. All right, here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Day here, along with Jeremy Smith, Blessing Mbofu, and a very special guest, the one and only, the very cool John Wilkerson, who um, does several different things. Uh, Tell everyone a few different places that they can find you, John. Uh, my primary place, I podcast over at thewiredhomeschool.com, and I've been doing that since about 2010. Uh, been podcasting overall since 2005. I'm, I'm an OG, OG podcaster. OG right here, uh, peeps. And then, I, and then I have a, uh, I have kind of a personal blog and podcast that I do over at uh, strugglingforpurpose.com. Hmm. What, when is the uh, the wired homeschool? When is that going to go wireless? When is it going to go wireless? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, well, the wireless homeschool doesn't roll off the uh, tongue as well as the wired homeschool. So not quite the same, does <laughs> no. it? You are not wrong, John. You are not wrong. And there's always there's always wires involved somewhere. Anyway, there's no such thing as wireless charging. There's no such thing as you know if you got Wi-Fi in your house, there's a wire somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, we just got schooled. <laughs> There's wire somewhere, and we're counting soldering as well, because that's kind of a wire. It's a very short wire, but a wire nonetheless. That's right. John, um, before the podcast, we were, kinda, we were shooting the breeze here a little bit, and you had a very interesting experience, and I want you to share it with us, because I think it's very therapeutic for church texts to gather around the old proverbial fire, if you will, and swap some stories Especially when it comes to, I don't know, having ancient soundboards that eventually get replaced. Yeah, so our, our church has a uh, really old uh, Yamaha soundboard, 
that if, if, if none of you have ever used a Yamaha soundboard, the, uh, the mute buttons are reversed on them. So you actually have to have the light on in order for sound to be coming makes out no sense. instead of makes no exactly. sense. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, so I know this feel. So that board has been, uh, it's been going out for quite a while. It's, we've got one channel that's completely dead and some of them have been, uh, kind of intermittently giving us some trouble and we've got a hum that's been in the system for a number of years now. And when you, you know, you don't notice it as much when you're in the service, but when you record things, that's when you notice it. So yeah, old equipment. Uh, we probably got like some 20 year old, uh, carving giant speakers sitting up on poles, you know, uh, those big old 80 pound monsters, uh, from, wow. from back in the, yeah, yeah. From back in the day. So, so it's pretty old. It's a pretty old sound system. I mean, work well shocked at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Does it work well during Christmas when you need a bahumbug? Uh, yes, it works very well. Zing. A bahumbug. Zing. So what we can learn, what we've learned here is that Yamaha boards last, apparently, and that is a blessing, but it sounds like it can be a bit of a curse. But um, uh, so, so what yeah. happened? You're still rolling with this uh, challenge of a soundboard? Uh, we, well, we're rolling with it for now. Uh, we brought in a, uh, a local vendor who specializes in church AV. And so we are actually replacing this system and we're going completely digital. Oh, yeah. Nice. So what took you guys so long to get to this point? I mean, that's the thing that I'm thinking. I'm freaking out right now. I'm thinking, <gasps> what did you live with, um, you know, board with those kind of issues for that long so um, what was some of the reasoning there so we're a fairly small church uh-huh. um if we have 100 people on a sunday morning that's a big crowd uh so and that doesn't mean necessarily that we haven't had the finances to do it but it hasn't really been a priority for us and what we're noticing more and more is that uh, we're getting a lot more people who want to have, you know, they don't necessarily want to have, I, I want to say the big church experience, but they also, but, but they also don't want to come in and kind of be like, what's going on with the sound system? Why aren't the slides moving the way they're supposed to move and, and things like that. And so, uh, but mostly it's just been, we, we really haven't felt like there's been, there's been a need for it. We do a lot of missions work in our church. And so a lot of our money is sent over, uh, over to Africa, uh, to Malawi specifically. And we, so we do a lot of missions there. Um, and we have just now gotten to the point where that's kind of self-sustaining at this point, we have donations coming in specifically for that. And so we can use a lot of the other, um, we can use the church funds for, for other things uh, that that we need, and uh, yeah, I, th- I think part of it is just kind of the whole. You know, small churches tend to shy away with with upgrading tech every five years or ten years or whatever. They they make do with with whatever they can, um, and and I think I think we suffered from that as well. And, and, and it has, it has caused some issues for us. 
when when we want when we bring a guest in and they're like oh can we do this and we kind of look at our computer that's 10 years old and we look at our soundboard and we go no well i think maybe we can make it work i can go buy some (laughs) cables and make it work maybe (laughs) so i'm usually the one that's called when somebody needs uh some kind of hookup that not necessarily on the soundboard side because we got a guy who's a DJ in the church and we got a number of guys who are, uh, who, who are, who are musicians and, and they do this kind of stuff as a hobby. But when it comes to, uh, mating the digital with the analog, that's when I get the phone call. It's like, we got to figure out how to get this thing up on that screen. How do we do it? <laughs> I, I feel like the process, um, in some regards feels almost retro, I, I can think of probably several churches. They're like, we did this like two decades ago. Mm-hmm. Um, at, from your perspective, what's that like to kind of just know the process and know what could be at the same time, trying to make sure you're guarding the church and really thinking through the mission of that process. Uh, what's that like to kind of go through all that for you? Yeah. So, so that was actually a conversation that I, that I had with, my pastor, uh, when we were t- when he said, "Well, we're going to upgrade the AV system," and I said, "Okay, well, why do we need to upgrade it? Besides the fact that okay, um, the we know the board is failing, but why do we want to go digital? Why do we have to go digital? What are we going to gain from that? And and also, if if the whole idea is." You know, to to upgrade to the latest because it's the latest. I don't necessarily think that that that's a good idea. So, sure. so I had a com- so I had a conversation with my pastor also about okay, what's the vision of the church? What's the direction that we're going with this church? And is this something that will help us accomplish that vision? And we're still in the process of having that conversation, but at the same time things kind of clicked for me when I was talking with the rep and he was telling me some of the benefits of a digital system over an analog system. The biggest thing being you can record directly on the board. You don't have to pump it into a computer. You're not going over another, you know, another wire that can pick up interference. Mm -hmm. Um, It's right there on the deck. Um, And just the, just the fact that we can, the thing that really, believe it or not, the thing that really sold it for me was the fact that there are certain levels of access on the board based on the user that's logged in. And so that means that if we have someone who maybe is not as versed in using a soundboard and all we want them to be able to do is change faders, we can do that. And only certain people can have full access to make changes to the system. And and that was, to me, that was very that was very comforting because you don't want somebody getting in there with a digital system and wiping out a profile or, or, or doing something that would just completely, you know, update the firmware in the middle of the service. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so and, these, these, these crazy things that I've heard of happening. Right. And, 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 and uh, uh, that is the number one reason, like uh, the ability to have the profiles, not even just so that you can protect, you know, breakage like you've, clearly outlined and is 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 a wonderful reason um but also for you know gain creep gain creep is something that happens right so like the worship team is warming up in the beginning they're like hey i could use a little bit more in my monitor like what musician says they need less of themselves in their mix 
Anyone? Anyone? No. Never heard that myself either. So what happens is, is the noise floor is constantly going up while slowly it happens. And the thing about a digital board is that, you know, when you're loading a profile and you're making those tweaks, if you're starting from that same profile every time, you're not going to get that creep every week. And so you don't have to essentially zero out the board every three months to be able to kind of reset and, and, and lower that noise floor to then, you know, work its way up again and then have to wipe it out. You have that profile. So it's in there. Um, also, you know, let's say you're having a special, uh, you're having like a Christmas program. The configuration may need to be different for the, the Christmas program. Maybe you have, you need more mics, right? You have some, some more wireless mics or some borrowed mics or something or rented mics, whatever it may be, because you need more microphones for production. You can create another profile and you can, you can accommodate, right? You can accommodate those extra inputs or different inputs. So, so yeah, um, that's the thing about the digital board is in the profiles. That is so where it's at. A little non techie question for you. First of all, John, to clarify, you have already gotten the board? We have not gotten it yet. No. Okay. So my question for you kind of forward thinking is, is when you get it and put it in place and let's say all that stuff is done and, and you're good to go and everything's working great. Like what's your approach as far as um, an elder or the tech person running it of people wanting to come up and be like, Ooh, this thing is cool. Do, 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 do as well as the the people that um, see the new thing and they're more terrified because they're going to screw up the new stuff, whereas the old one, if they screwed up, eh, it was already on its way out. Like, what's the general a feeling, approach, thought process with something like that? So let me answer the uh, the, the uh, terrified question first. The, the outfit that we're purchasing this from provides training. Um free of charge. The installation is free. Um, so basically one of the, one of the assurances that, that we can have is if someone comes up and says, I don't understand all this new stuff, then we can, we can tell them, well, we can configure your profile. So you, so the only thing you can do is, is change the volume on the faders. So you don't have to worry about messing anything up. And I think that will assuage those those fears for them. Um, Is that something that you guys are going to announce publicly? Because I think in the realm of gaining volunteers or in the world of having volunteers, that's great. But in the world of gaining volunteers and seeing all that, it's like, nope, I'm not that nerdy. I'm not going to go over there as opposed to maybe something that was more simple and, and compact. Well, the great thing about uh, a digital mixer is except for the uh, display screen, it looks just like an analog mixer. Okay. So you're not um, getting the bigger boards. No, no, no. no. Uh, it, it can be run from an app. You know, you can have it on an iPad or your phone or a laptop or whatever. Um, but, but for the, but the mixer itself, the, the physical piece of hardware that we're getting, uh, it's not, you know, it doesn't go in a rack in a closet somewhere. It's a, it's, it's a physical board that yeah. people can act use and interact with yeah i have found that with the digital boards oftentimes they look more approachable than an analog board um because what's overwhelming with the with with the board is all the knobs 
Like when you start breaking it down to people, people are like, oh, there's really not that much stuff on here, right? Um, it's even, it, it can be even more so with the digital board. Uh, what can be overwhelming though, and I think this might have been what you were thinking, Jeremy, is that depending on the type of digital board, there can be layers. So it could be a 32 channel board, but it only has 16 faders. It's because to access those faders, you have to shift or find another layer, et cetera. And that's where it might begin to feel um, a little bit overwhelming. Well, when you see someone that's like really in their groove, really know what they're doing and they have all that stuff going on and they're jumping back between soundboards and you literally can see the, like if you get the ones with the sliders still on there, sliders are moving and all you're doing is pressing the screen and um, you see this person just like in the zone, almost like they're doing their own DJ mix right there. It can be very, very overwhelming and depending on kind of the setup and whatnot, I feel like not necessarily the board itself, though. Some I've seen some boards. I'm like, Nope, I'm never touching that. And I feel comfortable around a mixer, but like seeing people operate, it's just like, I mean, they're amazing. I'm, I'm not going to have the time or the dedication or even the skill to be able to put in that effort that I think that's, especially for myself, I feel comfortable with that. And then I still feel intimidated, even those settings. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the way we, the way we're currently using our, our, our sound system. And I suspect in the near future that even we'll be using this newer system. It's, it's, it's pretty basic. Um, So we don't generally have, I mean, we don't even have a wireless mic yet. Uh, so, okay. wow. so, so, so we're, we're, I did, I did convince it's just, just because the cost, I mean, it would, it would have literally, if we went to all wireless mics, it would have almost tripled the cost of, of, of this whole, of this whole system. Um, because it's just, it's just an, it's just outrageous when, when you, when you're having to do it all at one time. So, uh, I did convince my pastor that we should at least get one wireless um, so that if we have someone who comes in who's more comfortable moving around on the platform than sitting you know at a podium with a wired mic uh, on a on a stand then then at least they can they oh. can have that option so 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 we're adding that in we're adding one wireless mic in and and the thing is you know we've we've got these sure mics that are that are indes- absolutely indestructible and they sound great you know we could probably go out and build a house with the microphones and they'll still work <laughs> fine <laughs> Yeah. I, I like I like that approach. <laughs> Here's a shout out to sure. You can't beat an SM58, but you sure could beat somebody with an SM58. Exactly, that is exactly. a true story. Um, what one Some thing that, uh, that Jeremy mentioned, which was which was good as as far as protecting the board or it being. Um, you know, mindful of the new investment, right? Because with the old board, at some point you give up and you quit and you don't care for it anymore. Um, depending on where you keep your soundboard, um, that's something you should keep in mind. Uh, in, in the church in Italy, when we purchased a new soundboard, all, while it wasn't digital, it was new to the church and it was an expenditure and they wanted to keep it safe and they wanted to protect it so that, you know, little kids were running around, they wouldn't touch it, etc. So we had a, a, a wood cover. Um, so basically, you know, if if somebody wasn't there manning the sound booth, they, you know, it was turned off and 
uh, covered up and had a little a little locky latch thingy on it so that no one could you know it wasn't to stop thieves it was to stop little hands and anyone that might feel mischievous or something like that um, so those are definitely things that you might not have been thinking about before but when you get a new board you should address right away so you don't have something catastrophic nothing happen. says terrifying like youth group in the sanctuary or the um pastor's kid just kind of roaming before the service starts and uh getting their sticky hands on things they shouldn't be touching right and there are things worse than sticky hands there are things like hooking up the trying to figure out how do i hook my iphone up to well, the that's, why, that's why i used uh <laughs> pastor's kid because when i say sticky i don't mean like um peanut butter oh, sticky but oh. i mean like hey, i'm gonna oh. do something stupid just to make my father look bad because i resent gotcha. him not that, that I've uh, ever okay. done that. It's not once. That's pretty deep. That's it. Yeah. You, you, you want to talk about something there, Jeremy? Is there something you want to unpack? Yeah. We got like two many guys. Right. We got to wrap this up. <laughs> um, I, I, like, I, I want to just dial back. I mean, go back just to uh, when you, I like when you talked about that you're actually not getting the entire overhaul at one go because it's just would triple your costs. So you've sort of opted for building up uh, over time, possibly. Um, and uh, how did you, is, is that, because I think that's something that a lot of churches tend to make a mistake on when they do an upgrade is think that they need to be able to, um, uh, you know, have it all figured out. I, I mean, like just change everything one shot. And whereas you can use a bit of what's still usable, like your SM mics uh, wired um, and, and get a bit of the new, um, whose genius idea was that? Uh, well, I I think it originally (laughs) came from sticker shock. So, uh, I think that that was, that was the original thing. Um, so, so, one of the things that actually the the vendor himself um he kind of came he gave he gave us an initial uh initial bid which because he's familiar with our church because uh two guys who work for him actually go to go to our church so he's familiar with our setup and what we have and so he he gave us his bid and included two 75 inch Samsung displays uh, up front, all wireless mics, um, uh, everything over uh, Cat Six, not even uh, you know an Audio Snake or anything like that. Um, wireless mics. I mean, it was it was top of the line, absolutely top of the line. And then he came and looked in the building and saw what we had and said, well. We can probably we can still use this snake, and given the size of the room, you don't need seventy five inch TVs, so we can drop them down to sixty fives, um, which like that um, that I think cut the price in a third right there, uh, because there's a jump once you get past seventy inches, the price goes goes nuts uh, when it comes to displays, um, and I think probably he we went with us. I think he originally had. A, I didn't see the original bid. I saw one of the revised bids, um, and he kind of realized that you know probably wireless mics aren't really necessary for for our environment. We don't have a. We're planning to also build up the stage so that um, 
we're probably going to add about two or three inches to to the height of the stage so that we can have all the uh the uh the connectors for the the instruments and the mics right in the floor instead of running the wires across the stage the way they are now um that was kind of part of the part of the plan so so given all of that he actually came back with the lower the lower bid himself when he, when he looked at the the facility itself and realized oh you don't need this you don't need you don't really need this um which which is really you know it's nice to have that <laughs> in a vendor because most most people just like throw throw a big number at you and say well that that's the bid that's that's what we think you need and and that's the end of it but but he he realized that uh that it probably wasn't something that that we needed at this point Hmm. makes a difference who you go with as a who you buy from right it does it does absolutely and i mean i think about you know I, i don't know if you guys remember this but about but about five years ago here in the u.s the fcc made a change to um the wireless uh transmissions that you were allowed to have in in a public space and people who had went all in on on certain wireless configurations had to completely replace their their wireless microphone system because it was broadcasting now on a uh, basically an illegal frequency. Um, so so if the system wasn't able to adapt to that, they had to go and replace all their wireless equipment. Now I don't necessarily foresee that happening happening again, but. You know, you think about somebody who who may have gone out and said, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna replace everything. We're gonna go completely wireless," and then they get a notice from the FCC saying, "Oh, by the way, all this wireless equipment that you have, you can't use anymore because it's broadcasted on the wrong spectrum." So, John, we're wrapping up at this point. I know people love to watch you drink coffee or hear your voice on a different podcast. You got so much presence. I'm going to give you a challenge of. If there was one place that people wanted to hear, to know more, to be able to connect with you, what would that place be that they could talk more about tech or life or digital nature or whatever? If there was one place, I would say it's Twitter and uh, oh. it's J-W-I-L-K-E-R-S. That is my uh, social media platform of choice. Look, Jeremy. Twitter look at Jeremy. Yeah. Look, look, look who's on Twitter. <laughs> I don't. I yeah, don't know what Jeremy. Is, but, okay, Jeremy. You, you know, there's some people you could be talking to, but yeah. you know. <laughs> I get to see him drink his coffee every morning. Please, I'm good. please, please don't right. be offended, <laughs> John. I, I really do. Every single morning, I watch his story and I watch him drink coffee. <laughs> and I never get past it. <laughs> <laughs> Just one uh, sip. Just one Just sip. One sip. that's awesome that's awesome send us an email subscribe and search for previous episodes of the church mag podcast by visiting church mag online you'll find a link on our main menu go to churchm.ag that's church mag and while you're visiting Church Mag, send us a message and be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag podcast so you can receive an early release of the new show every Friday. We don't do that for just anyone. The Church Mag podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. Buzzsprout.com.